0: yeah i got nothing else that rhymes with okie dokie artichokey or smoky Mm -hmm. um well unless you're into pokey uh, something about loki Uh uh-huh all right sneaking a toki what sneaking a toki oh a tolkien yeah that's exactly what i meant you don't really sneak a lord of the rings
1: (laughs) nah try to roll a cimmerillion it just doesn't work what is a Cimmerillion? Okay, well, that was just one step into the dork dark forest for you.
0: Yeah, all, all I know about Lord of the Rings is that they're really long. Mm-hmm. So you don't really sneak a Lord of the Rings. No. And a Cimmerillion is basically the entire world laid
1: out with languages, etc. It's, it's an exciting read.
0: <laughs> sounds like a map. Are you just describing a map? Oh, there's maps in there too, bud. Oh, man, that sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot that I'm very disinterested
1: in. There are people who speak the languages in that book on purpose.
0: Wait, like he invented new languages? Yeah. Oh, well, that's pretty dope. It's got like high elven, Kenya, and there's like two different forms of elven. Like is there a glossary or is yeah. it just like you never know what they're talking about and that's part of the magic?
1: No, he was actually a linguist. He oh. actually wrote down the languages for it.
0: Man, that sounds like a lot. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine being that into anything? Or
0: or just, yeah, like that's the result of either being just completely insane or a massive amphetamine addiction. (laughs) At the time, I would I would lean towards amphetamine addiction. I'm just saying. He's <laughs> up so for four days straight creating some fucking language for a book nobody really gives a shit about for, what, 30, 40, 100 years, however old Token is. I don't yeah. know. But I could just see C.S. Lewis and him just sitting there
1: busting rails and writing more books. I'm going to write one about a, a, a lion that's God. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write one about a giant wizard with a giant eye in a mountain.
0: <laughs> C.S. Lewis is just like a creature that lives behind shades. Just. <laughs> (laughs) Constantly writing, just hitting meth in a fucking light bulb. Begging H.P. Lovecraft for some new amphetamines. Jesus Christ. (laughs) All hanging out with
1: Aleister Crowley. Oh, that would be an interesting party. Man,
0: speedballs in the 1800s. Uh, All of the amphetamines ever. (laughs) Unregulated. (laughs) Unregulated. The best kind. And there's literally nothing else to do, so they just, like, write weird shit. <laughs> yeah, it's Cthulhu. Like, man, where'd you come up with that name, you fucking maniac? <laughs> it was a rough
1: game of Scrabble, but I won. Yeah. He's all haggard.
0: <laughs> Got the dope sweats. <laughs> all right. Should we... <laughs> I think we've rambled about nothing for... Hey, everybody, welcome to Horror Vibe. Hey! Uh, where we talk about horror movies, so you don't have to... Oh, wow, we peaked real bad there. Uh, anyway, my name is Chris Faff and I am one of your hosts. And I am James Marino. I am one of your other hosts. And this week, uh, we decided to kick off our first episode of The New Year with a bang. We're doing a, a classic. We We don't do a whole lot of these... No. Because, you know, I mean, like, what are we going to say about The Exorcist? Like it, That hasn't already been said. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. But, mm. like, this is kind of one of those classics that's not really, like, underground, but it's not one of the, like, Freddy or Jason or big... Mm. And, 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 all right. It's kind of a niche movie, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, talking about 1986's Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh. Uh, written by Richard Fire and John McNaughton, directed by John McNaughton. Uh, starring Michael Rooker as Henry, Tracy Arnold as Becky, and Tom Tolles as Otis. Mm hmm. Michael Rooker. Mm. Oh. God love him. He's he, the best. He is amazing in anything he's ever done. He's an absolute maniac. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was in this, then I wrote down a little bit of his, uh, Filmography, just to paint a little picture in case you don't immediately know who Michael Rooker is. He was one of the racists in Mississippi Burning, Mm -hmm. because, you know, he looks like that. Oh, yeah, he does. He was in JFK as a complete lunatic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cliffhanger, he was the guy whose girlfriend dies at the beginning. I forgot he was in Cliffhanger. Yeah, the movie rules. John Lithgow is crazy. (laughs) Oh, John Lithgow in Anything is Amazing. Oh, man. Uh, He was also in Tombstone. Oh, God, yes, he was. And then right after that, he was the like game show host on Mallrats. <laughs> and I guess more, more recently, he was in them Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, the I, blue I guy. Yeah, I, I uh, didn't watch him. Yoo-hoo, Yandu, uh, Yondu. Yeah, uh, he was in the new uh, Suicide Squad for a bit, too. The brand new one. I have not seen that one yet. So yeah, it's on HBO. We'll, I'll be watching we'll, that soon. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he kills a mouse or a bird or something with a handball. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Anyway, yeah. So mm. Michael Rooker, he is the best. A, a national treasure. Um. So, <sighs> James. Yes. <laughs> how do, what, what do you think about? henry portrait of a serial killer i think it is something to have seen
1: yeah (laughs) yeah but now i realize why it's been so long since i revisited it because the first time i watched it was probably at the music box theater gotta be 88 89 and i remember very little of the movie except it stuck with me and now i realize why it stuck with me
0: so I, i do want to apologize up top um we we do have rules when we do movies. Like mm. you'll never hear us do anything about like the Green Inferno or Cannibal Holocaust, 'cause Like I'm not watching this racist bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, these savages. You know, yeah. just anything that's like inherently racist, unless it's Green Room where Nazis are getting killed. That's... Yeah, well, yeah. Any but, movie where Nazis are getting killed. Yeah, yeah. That that's fine. I mean, I don't mind doing something that deals with the topic of racism. Right. But, like. Just something that's flat-out racist. I'm not going to talk about that. Also, we try and avoid movies with graphic depictions of rape because I don't need to see that on screen. Nope. If you're using it as a plot device, I get it. It's a thing that happens in the world. It's not my place to say that you can't do it. I just prefer to watch a movie that does not have... Don't show me rape. I don't need to see it. I understand the consequences of what it is. And it had been a very long time since I had seen this film, and I forgot that there is a graphic rape scene. Yeah, there was some fast-forwarding happening there. So, yeah, uh, my apologies. We don't... That's not our thing. No, I I usually vet these before we watch them, and I had completely forgotten that that existed. So, Mm -hmm. our apologies up top. Again... It it's not my place to say like you can't show that in a movie. Mm-hmm. It's just my personal preference that I don't want to see it or really even talk about it. So mm-hmm. we are definitely going to be skipping over that because we don't need. To, There's no need to discuss any of that. Absolutely not. So, Whoa. all right, disclaimer done. I'm, okay, I'm lightheaded. <laughs> no, that's okay because this
1: this movie was heavy. Now the first time I watched it, granted there were chemicals involved, so I either blocked it out or just didn't remember it. Yeah, it's, it's been only, at least like five, six years since I. Had and seen the this. one thing I had remembered is the one thing, that I appreciated about this movie is that it was very realistically portrayed. Everything was just kind of the the way it was lit. It was just like regular natural lighting, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it it really showed the banality of violence. The just the sheer like every, you see you know people beating people up in movies or hammer killings and that stuff, and yeah, it's yeah. all stylized. It's all. They did not stylize anything in this movie, and except the first part where that you'd see like Henry show up someplace, and then you'd cut to him getting in this car, but then they'd show a picture
0: of where he had just been and the carnage that he had done. Right, right, right. And that leads into something that we'll talk about in a little bit. But yeah, uh, this movie doesn't have a story. Nope. It's not like a narrative. It, it, it just kind of like just plops this in front of you and goes, hey, mm-hmm. here's this thing. Yep. Good luck.
1: <laughs> and the fact that it was based on real people. It was uh, extrapolated
0: yes. heavily. That's what I wanted to get into. This was very, very loosely based on uh, Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Toole. Yep. And Who are unreliable at that is, best. That is why I wanted to get into that because in those first couple shots when we see all these dead bodies in places that he has been, mm-hmm. he's not there. Right. Because notoriously, Henry Lee Lucas was a liar. Yep. He was, I believe, and uh, don't scream at me in your cars or homes if I'm wrong, but I think he was only convicted of three murders. Was,
1: but we, we three seven.
0: But confessed to hundreds. Yep. And some of them held water. Some of them were absolute nonsense. Mm -hmm. And that's why Henry Lee Lucas was such an interesting figure in, like, serial killer history. Right. Because he was such a liar. Right. Which, again, really comes through in this film because there's a few times where he flubs his own stories. But also, a few of the murders that we see at the beginning, we don't see him there. Right. Did they happen or didn't they? Yeah. Is that... Clearly, the film attributes them to Henry, mm-hmm. because it's all the montage of him driving around and going places, mm-hmm. but also, it's very unreliable. We oh, never yeah. see those murders.
1: and Yeah, so it is, was it one of his imaginings, yeah. or was it happening? That, that, that actually now makes that movie even more interesting, if you think about it that way.
0: Yeah, it does, because I think they do it a couple times later, too, where they don't, especially the final shot that, obviously, we'll get to. Oh, yeah, oh but the
1: set pieces in this film are just wonderful that is oh you read my
0: mind yeah it's we don't discuss this beforehand no not at all clearly we just ramble but yes that is one of the things that i wanted to touch on immediately was the set design or possibly lack thereof Mm -hmm. perfect
1: well you, you know and i can tell you it's lack thereof because okay they filmed half that on Milwaukee Avenue up in about 85 now. I'm from Chicago,
0: and this before is, I left for the service— This is why I wanted to get my piece out, because I knew you were going to rant about Chicago for quite some time, no, and I'm here for it. No,
1: absolutely, but the funny thing is that the diners looked like that. The bars looked like that. They didn't do any set design. They didn't change anything. They didn't have to. And what made it even more authentic is every time anybody pulled a beer out of the fridge, it was an old style. Mm-hmm. And then we, the, the killing on Lower Whacker— nobody goes down there that that place is homeless central if you murder central anything you just don't go on lower you don't stop on lower record ever um there was new Trier high school they were in homewood they were all over the place and i loved every second of that time capsule because it was chicago is a lot nicer now of course it's still murder capital or whatever but every place else is nice mm mm-hmm. But back in my day, it was gritty. It was very, very, very gritty, and they they got all of that on screen.
0: And that's what, yeah, every time that they'd be driving around, it'd be like, hmm, James probably knows exactly where they are. I know what but else he, off he of. Know, yeah, he knows what off-ramp they're getting on.
1: Well, okay, when they did that scene where he, the lady was walking the dog, and he was like, oh, that's a nice dog. Okay, that alleyway right there, Um. There were garage parties there all the time. And you just show up, boom, hit the garage party. So, yes, I've been to most of those places.
0: And the most convincing, and again, it probably wasn't even a set. It was probably just a place that they rented was that apartment. Oh, yeah. That apartment was fucking disgusting. Yes, it was. And it's like every
1: two flat you've ever been to and the varying degrees of cleanliness.
0: And that's what, again, lends so much uh Authenticity and grittiness to this film is that everything just looks fucking gross. Well,
1: it's because everybody could smoke everywhere
0: all the fucking time. And these weren't fantastical people. It, these weren't this cunning serial killer nope. or you know this ultra smart guy who lost his mind. It's some gross fucking dude and his gross fucking friend. Oh yeah, in this gross fucking apartment. And they say that that Otis
1: was supposedly the one who. Um, Killed the, uh, what, Adam, what's-his-face, the guy did, oh, what was
0: that? Adam Walsh?
1: Uh, yeah, Adam Walsh. It was supposed to have been the guy who abducted Adam Walsh.
0: Yeah. Uh, which was never proved. Yeah, one of the things that they admitted to. Yeah, well, oh, that was well, me. Yeah. Notorious liars, the mm-hmm. both of them. Oh. All right, so we open this film, yeah, with a cavalcade of just dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Man. The effects in this film, for the most part, Mm -hmm. there are a couple times when, ooh should have cut that shot, but the corpse effects, man, Mm. that dead prostitute on a toilet is an image that will stick with me for quite some time. With the broken Coke bottle stuck in her head. Yes. Right in her fucking face. It was... Oh, my God. It's fucking gnarly. And for a film made in 1986 or maybe even shot in 85, yeah. I don't know, but released in 86 anyway. The, man, the effects team, they, mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't pull any punches. Not at all. And
1: I, I, I bet you they, they used a lot, of, um, a lot of stuff and a lot of people from the organic theater out of Chicago because they had a lot of smaller theaters, Torso, Organic, and all those. And he pretty much just said, hey, anybody want a job, I'm making a film. Yeah, and, and it actually worked out because they didn't go to community theater; they went to an honest to god theater.
0: Yeah, like not to deviate because we were going into the movie, but yeah. like if you read some of the behind the shit, scene, behind the scenes shit about this film, it's amazing how it got made. The, I was I read that like they just rented an editing trailer or like equipment yep. and put it in like the editor's house, yep. and she just did it in her free time. <laughs> like, man. A scrappy team that makes a fucking movie like this is one of my favorite like experiences mm. in film. And,
1: and the sum total of all its parts, for as much as I'll never be able to watch this movie again... It's a movie that will stick with you. It makes you feel things. It makes you... It, it really gets to you. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but any time a movie makes me emote... It's, it's effective. Yeah. It's effective, if nothing else. Yeah. It's something I'm going to be talking about for a minute.
0: Yeah, and again... Just that, like, was it, we're shown the dead woman in a pond, mm-hmm. and then he's at a diner putting out a cigarette and, you know, yeah, and then- complimenting the waitress mm-hmm. who's there. And then we get, like, two dead people in a liquor store yep. that he's just shot in the head. Mm-hmm. And then we get the prostitute who was murdered on the toilet oh. with a Coke bottle in her face. And, man, this is how you open your film? Uh-huh. Fucking... Because uh, I guess everybody who invested in this was expecting like a straight up slasher, mm-hmm. and like the original script was a lot bloodier mm-hmm. and gorier. Right. But what they got from John McNaughton was this dark fucking think yeah. piece about a serial killer, and everybody's went, "Ah, oh, this isn't what we wanted."
1: <laughs> and and the biggest difference is. Between a traditional serial killer movie and what we got, especially in '85, is the you know stylization versus realistic. So we can we we've, we've been I'm becoming a nerd to stylize violence. Mm-hmm. Oh look, that's a cool kill. Hey, look, he did this. Or look, he did a triple backflip and then cut his head off. But when you see violence depicted
0: in reality, <laughs> what movie have we seen with a? triple backflip and a decapit dude I'd watch the shit out of that I would too
1: <laughs>
0: using it as an
1: example the raid but they didn't do a triple backflip oh man the raid fucking bitchin I wanna I watch think,
0: I think oh the raid two's on Hulu right now it is <laughs> I wrote it the, raid 2 the red back to back the first one's better oh but, it is but but raid two's pretty bitchy. all the ass kicking oh, ever man the fucking fight scene in the uh like the prison yard with all mm-hmm. the mud oh Dude, I guess it took them like a month just to shoot that.
1: Because they're like, that's that's a number one, and then the one, the the hammer fight scene in Old Boy, the very first one. Jesus, was, that is the most brutal fight I've ever seen. Jesus. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, back, back, back to, to the movie. The hand difference hand between stylized violence hand and realistically portrayed
0: action movie.
1: So the 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 realistically portrayed violence, it was the same idea as Psycho killer, unstoppable, crazy.
0: But the the realism fucked with you. But that was the thing that was like, he wasn't unstoppable. He was easily stoppable. Right. uh, right. But he wasn't
1: stopped, I guess is what I'm
0: trying to say. Yes. And that's... All right, we'll get to it. So we uh, meet Becky and Otis. Becky and Otis are brother and sister. And she's flown or taken a bus up from an abusive relationship. Right. That she had to leave, and she's staying with Otis and Henry, who are roommates. hmm Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> that's a seriously fucked up situation.
1: And if she didn't know how fucked up her brother was before she went to Chicago, yeah, she was kidding
0: herself. Yeah. Because uh, that's the weird thing, is this movie doesn't have a plot, per se, but there are character arcs. Yeah. Like, the characters grow, maybe not in the way that you would like, yeah. but like... Becky seems to be doing okay by the end, sort of.
1: Okay, now, is is this lost on anybody else but Becky from this movie and Becky from the Connors from yeah uh, the Roseanne? Uh-huh. Same haircut, uh-huh. same everything, same name, about the same year. Sure. I'm just saying. I guess. I wonder if it was on purpose or just an amazing coincidence, but...
0: I don't know. I didn't really look into. Did Henry Lee Lucas kill anyone named Becky? Was that like one of his murders? He was I convicted of. I don't know, but I'm just saying yeah. that the way
1: that looked. Chicago theater roots. A lot of the people from Chicago went to go work on the Roseanne show. I fuck
0: Roseanne, though. Huh? Fuck Roseanne. Oh, I thought you said I'd fuck Roseanne. I'm like, no. Like, all right. It was. She used to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like the original show was fine. Until that last season, they lost their goddamn mind with that. Well, because she kind of did, too. Yeah, that last season's out of control. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Um, uh, Henry walks in with a guitar because he picked up a lady with a guitar. guitar. hmm
1: So he's got a cool new guitar. Uh-huh. And a couple extra bucks for some Twinkies and O's.
0: Yeah, and... Uh, but immediately he says, no, I have to leave. I have to go to work. hmm Like, he's holding down a job during all the... Again, it's that... Is he? Well, kind of, because, I mean, he goes and sprays, and then the dude gives him the retainer because he just doesn't have work. So, oh, that's like, right. He did he have a job. He has a job, and uh, Otis has a job. He's a scumbag on the side, but... Uh, all of the scumbag. yeah. Selling weed to high school kids and shit. And trying to jump on the guy he's selling it to. Yeah. But, uh, again, it's kind of what we were talking... I don't know if we talked about it on Mike, but I know you had mentioned it. The banality of violence and evil. Right. Like, it's just these two dudes living in this shitty apartment.
1: That we could have walked past. We could have walked past a 100 times in a week.
0: Yeah, there's no, like... that you know, brooding serial killer moment where they show them writing a manifesto Mm -hmm. or, you know, like sharpening an axe or whatever shit. It's just these two fucking dudes that enjoy killing people. It's short, sharp, and brutal. It's yeah. It's
1: just there's no rhyme or reason for it. Yeah, you're right. It's not like
0: he was uh he was uh outward is they don't even show him being like outwardly weird to people like in the community. The few times that they we see Henry... I mean, Otis is gross, but yeah. like, the few times that we see Henry interact with people, he's not like... Mm, he's yeah. not setting off red flags or no, anything. Not at no. all. He's just not there. Yeah, he's just... Kind of vacant. Just there. Yeah. One of those
1: dudes that lives in a city. hmm And you forget about <laughs> it just as soon as you see them. Uh-huh. And he, he really portrayed that, too. I'll tell you. That the, the amount of underacting that it took to get that performance... Because anybody else could have chewed scenery with that. Yeah. But at no time. It, it looked like um, Michael Rooker's pulse never even raised at any time during this, except that one near well, the yeah, end. Well,
0: there, yeah, there's a few times when they show him being agitated. But right. Like, yeah, and he's... Like, we've all seen Michael Rooker movies. He can get loud and yell and be a oh, terrifying motherfucker. Yeah. But he's very soft-spoken in this film. Mm-hmm. Understated like a motherfucker. He's very good. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean... Alright, so we can get into. Otis kicks their TV because it won't work, so mm-hmm. they have to go buy a new TV. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, uh, we forgot the first murders. Oh, yeah, the ones were. Okay, now. That... The one where Otis first. Sorry, I was jumping ahead. No, that's all right, yeah. Because okay. uh, Otis grabs Becky and, like. Oh, and. In, in a sensual manner, sort of. Mm hmm. And. Uh, uh, Henry... We gotta go now. No, grabs him by the hair and says, Don't you fucking do That's that, right. Otis. You apologize to her and tell her it's never gonna happen again. hmm And Becky says, you know, I'll, I'll clean up from dinner. You, Why don't you guys go get a beer? <laughs> again, I thought it'd be hard to pull chuckles out of this, but Otis throws on the funniest goddamn shirt I've ever seen. It's the, like... Teal and aquamarine oh yes. like going out to the club shirt. Shut up, I had that shirt. Yeah, but, but Otis is the grossest, most like disheveled dude in the world. <laughs> yeah. It is the funniest goddamn sight. It's like the one fancy thing he owns. <laughs> it's oh
1: it god beautiful good. with that Jack Daniels gimme cap and he's wearing all the yeah. time.
0: So they uh, those teeth, those it beautiful shows teeth. Them- oh Jesus fuck. <laughs> The man's real teeth were ten times worse. Kick a goddamn field goal through those things. Oh, my God. So they show him going to the titty bar and then, like, to a liquor store or something, and then picking up some ladies of the night. Indeed. And they're in an alleyway doing the thing that you do with the ladies of the night. Play Scrabble. Yes. And uh, we hear a neck break. Mm Mm-hmm. The uh, still alive sex worker, looks behind her, starts screaming, and Henry snaps her neck, too, and Otis is fucking mortified. Yeah, surprisingly mortified. Yeah, and this is where we see the real change in his character again. Like, these characters follow an arc. Yeah, they do. Even though there's no, like, real story to be told. I mean...
1: It's like the quote uh, John Mulaney, everybody's gonna have to get real cool
0: with a lot (laughs) of stuff real quick. Yeah, and, uh... One of my favorite shots is just, uh... Henry and Otis are sitting in the car and they're both drinking coffee and Henry's just mowing on a cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. He's like, here, Otis, have some fries. Feel better. Like, he's not affected by this whatsoever. He's like, fries will make you feel better. Yeah, and they get back to the house and, you know, he's telling Otis, like, what do you mean you've never killed before? Well... He's like, he's like I, I never said I didn't, but what if I didn't have to? Is like, I never killed anybody I didn't have to or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, the way it's played lends to the fact that this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. This is, he's clearly dealing with his friend who's a maniac, and mm-hmm. he's trying to reconcile what's just happened, but also he's very intrigued. Mm-hmm. Because you could tell he's kind of digging it, too.
1: Yeah. Which, again, the, the guy who played Otis at times would overact.
0: Yeah, you
1: could you could see him acting. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But during those times, you it, it, he was it, I I didn't see him acting, and it, it felt really cool. I mean, just to see that happen on screen.
0: Uh huh. Like, man. Yeah, Becky's kind of the weak link, but I mean, again, what are you going to do? It's mm. an 150000 six, hundred fifty thousand dollar, or whatever it was, movie. They so. got a lot,
1: even even if we consider inflation, they got a lot out of that money. Yeah which which it probably explains the set pieces in the beginning they were probably trying to save money on effects, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they only paid the only they mostly shot guerrilla style. The only thing they paid for permit wise I think they said was when they did on um, on one of the major streets I forgot it was um I forgot what street it was, but they they blocked off a major street for one of the kills yeah. But apparently, Chicago was trying to get money for film, so they were like extra cool for them. So they only had to file for three permits, and they filmed the whole
0: thing. Yeah, for yeah. Like- get all the tax breaks. Out of- mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's about the time when Otis kicks the TV, so they got to go buy a new one. So they find this scummy dude in a warehouse. Okay,
1: that that's a traditional fence, right uh-huh. there. That is. That is, and
0: we've all—I mean, not we have not all seen
1: those guys, but. Yeah. They, they pegged him exactly. Big fat old South Side guy. What you want to get the what for fifty dollars? Get out of here! Yeah, get the fuck out of here! You should have stopped me a long time ago. I was <laughs> sitting there talking for ten minutes. What the fuck is wrong with you?
0: But uh, uh, he shows them that he's got uh, this video recording equipment, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it was. It's supposed to be the line, but he says, "Yeah, I'll give all. I'll give you this TV for six hundred or whatever." And then he says, "I'll give you the whole lot for a grant or for five hundred. Yeah, it's worth a thousand. Mm. And so I don't know if that was just like intentional, like him lowering the price to make a sale, or if that was a flubbed line. It could be. I don't know. It but... doesn't really matter. But it was something that I noticed. Like, hey, wait a minute, you just said that it was. Mm. Mm. But either way, it doesn't matter. Maths. I'm not doing them. <laughs> so they're hell bent on getting this color TV mm-hmm. rather than the black and white that they can get for fifty bucks. Yep. And again, that's where yeah <laughs> you you're wasting my fucking time <laughs> yep man i love that
1: guy. oh yeah oh and the oh the the scene when they decide
0: that they're going to get their tv regardless well it's because this dude starts talking shit to henry that's right because he will henry's about to leave amicably mm-hmm. until this guy starts hurling insults their way yep so they stab him with what looks like an ox cord
1: yeah yeah, and I, I'm like, that's not going to really... I mean, that's going to suck, Yeah, but it's not going it to kill you. It was
0: one of those times where the effect wasn't great because they stabbed him in the hand first. Mm-hmm. And, was, mm.
1: and you could see the pillow.
0: Yeah, that was kind of shaky. That they were stabbing, yeah.
1: But again, what do you want? <laughs> but they made up for it. They
0: yeah.
1: Made, um, they, so they grab a television set. Oh, the
0: $50 one that they were going to buy.
1: Biff it right on top of his head. Plorp. And the guy's just... Blood spilling everywhere. Yeah, it's a massive head wound. <laughs> and Henry's like, Otis, plug it in. <laughs> so he plugs in. And that the fucking smile that Otis gets. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh. Well, uh, that's going to be nightmare for a little bit.
0: Yeah, so they zap his dead or dying body. And it was a beautiful effect. Yeah, he's super dead after that shit.
1: Oh, there's no bouncing, there's no bouncing back from that. No amount
0: of Bactine or Band-Aids is going to help that one. No, so... uh what's the next major thing oh and we see otis selling the kid the bag of weed yeah now right in front
1: of the high school now that was nutrier high school (laughs) i've been pastor. um he's not only is he dealing weed in front of the high school he makes the kid smoke it with him
0: well yeah he says you want to try it doesn't wait for an answer and just lights a joint mm -hmm,
1: right in front of the high school the kid's probably already wigging and then he reaches over and just grabs his thigh like and get hey buddy
0: yeah, and that was a nod to the fact that Otis Tool was in fact a homosexual. Mm-hmm. Which, man, that was something that in the eight after the arrest of uh, Jerry Lee Lucas and I mean, Otis I mean, Tool, yeah, that was used by a lot of uh, real shitbags bags to demonize homosexuals, yeah. and uh and. Was he yeah. transgender or was he just like a cross dresser?
1: Oh, wait. Because Otis Toole. Otis Toole, he wasn't transgender or a cross dresser. You're thinking of the, um, Richard Speck, who was a cross dresser,
0: mm, the one who killed all the nurses? I thought Otis Toole was also. No, um, he
1: was. They said that he, they, okay, thought he was, uh, uh, they thought he was a pedophile. Yeah, probably. But they, there was nothing I remember reading about cross dressing because I know yeah. again Richard Speck, the uh, one who killed all yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was a cross dresser.
0: Yeah, there's a really bad movie made about Richard Speck, and it star. Ah, oh, fuck, who did it star? I'm never gonna. Remember I was gonna say from yeah. a movie like I saw once ten years ago. Yeah, but just remembered that it was bad. Oh yeah. Anyway, so uh. uh they don't go any further. The kid slugs him right in the fucking
1: nose. Clocks him dead in his face. That looked like a real punch, dude. Yeah, it looked like you really punched him. I'm like, whoa.
0: Yeah, it very well could have been.
1: <laughs> We're gonna pay you a little extra. Why you're gonna take one in the face?
0: Yeah. Pat. Well, I mean, it's not like that dude was gonna look any uglier after getting slugged in the nose. <laughs> it's not like a few more missing teeth would hurt. So uh, he's <coughs> standing in the mirror and talking to Henry. Mm-hmm. And Henry's telling him, "Don't go kill that kid, right? Because you've been seen together. That's how you get caught, Otis. Yep. And that's where Henry starts uh, unraveling that he understands the concept of modus operandi.
1: Right. Well, then you mentioned earlier, he's like, you can't, you don't use the same gun twice. Yep. You don't kill in the same spot. You don't kill the same type of people. You have to switch it up because if they do two of the same, they've got something to look at."
0: Yeah, and that's again the. I, I don't know if that is a real thing from Henry Lee Lucas or if that's something that they added to make him seem like a shrewd killer, but yeah, it was real, just terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you understand what you're doing, and, and you-
1: this is right around the time profiling was becoming a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's interesting. Because Have you lost Mindhunter. I've tried. I've watched like three episodes. My wife was really into it, and I just couldn't.
0: I couldn't. That's I pretty. couldn't really gel with it either. I understand that it's good, like the, the things that they were doing in it, mm-hmm. like what they were explaining and how they went about it. But for some reason, a couple of the actors rubbed me the wrong way. And I just, eh.
1: and sometimes with a series, I, I'd rather have more information in a shorter period. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not good at watching TV shows, yeah,
0: man. I'm not along for the ride. I, nah. Just tell me what I need to know. Let's go. No. You give me a two-hour movie, cool. You give me a six-part... Yeah, nah. There there
1: are a few. I mean, Save it. American <laughs> Gods, I didn't think I was going to get through. But I sat after the first two episodes. I was like, I'm in. So it's rare, but it happens.
0: So about this time is when... Oh, yeah, because I believe it's in the mirror when Otis says, uh, Oh, I'd like to kill somebody. And mm-hmm. says, say that again. Oh. I would like to kill somebody. So the chills, because you saw Rucker's
1: face on that. Just that face. Mm-hmm. We're going to go out and kill somebody.
0: <laughs> so they uh, pull off and where are they? They're in like an underground... Yeah, that's Lower Wacker. Oh, okay. That's
1: a place you do not go. <laughs> you drive through and hope your car doesn't break down. Yeah. So I don't know how it is now, but it used to... Seriously, used to have these like... Because there were so many overpasses and underpasses, there was huge areas where they had the supports. People lived in there. You could buy any drugs. You could buy anything. Anything could happen in there. Nobody nobody went out there to look for anything ever. Fucking Wild West. It <laughs> was. And so when they when they were filmed there, I'm like, how the fuck did they film there? Oh, my God. I wouldn't even go down there for a million bucks.
0: Well, yeah, it's kind of like... They have a weird understanding when they're filming, kind of like when Candyman did it in Cabrini-Greens. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, say what you want about co- cultural appropriation, but like, oh man, they went down and filmed in Cabrini-Greens. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Didn't need to do that, but sure. Hey. So, uh, yeah, they... Keeping it real. Yeah, uh, Otis brings up the uh, uh, the line I really liked, you know, a gun, Henry? Where'd you get a gun? You know, it's easy to get a gun. I can make a single phone call and get you a gun, Otis. Mm-hmm. Again, just showing after knowing the fence and the whatever that Henry is part of this underworld that, you know, you don't really know about. Well, in eighty, Chicago. Henry can get a gun. Yeah,
1: but in 80s Chicago, you don't even, be, even have to be that hip. You just have to have enough money and you could get a gun. That's fair. It's not like it. Now, all the other shit, you need to, you need to know some stuff. You you don't just know offense. Yeah. But if you really wanted a gun, just go. Hey, I want a gun and have some money,
0: and you can get a gun. Yeah, just as Jimmy at the deli.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> hey, just knock twice. Leave leave three hundred dollars on the counter, and you pick up your uh, brisket on the end.
0: Okay. Um, I, God, I forget the chronological events, but either way, um, doesn't really matter. There's. Oh, yeah, because after they steal all the shit from the fence, they have the home movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Man, I love how it's shot, though, where everything on the television is shown on a television, mm-hmm. kind of removing you from what's happening. Thank God. And No, and I think it adds to the tension because it does. It almost removes you from the scene and just says, hey, look at this.
1: And it's almost found footage before found footage. Exactly. So it, it's like a precursor. I'm a
0: sucker for some found footage. Yeah, But it's good.
1: And I thought it was going to pull more into the story, because when they threw the camera out, I remember when Otis threw the camera out of the car because uh, Otis a was tight turn. Yeah, and Otis <laughs> had his head out the window and then knocked the thing off. Otis tosses the entire camera out, and it just biffs into about a million pieces. Right? All I can think of is there a cassette still in there, and what's on it? Yeah. And neither one of them are clocking the fact that the cassette is in there. They're just driving. Should we pick it up? He's like, fuck, picking it up. You well, know, it's it,
0: broken. Good yeah. shit.
1: Yeah. But, you know, Henry, Henry Lucas was like, look, you, you broke the camera. It was this. We might be able to fix it. So Otis is like, well, fine. You want to go back and get it? And he's like, no. Nah. nah. But in my head, I'm like, well, this is because I'd forgotten what had happened. And at that moment, I'd forgotten it was based on whatever. But I'm like, oh my, oh my God! They left the cassette out there. They're gonna get arrested because of that. But maybe that's what puts in Henry, or Henry Lucas's mind that uh, Otis is not to be trusted anymore. But uh, this is even before the the big thing.
0: Yeah. So we see the first home video, and then we see the second home video, which is far yeah. more chilling. And yeah. again, like you said, it gives that found footage aspect. And Again, it's shown in that close-up of it on a television. We see the whole television (sighs) in that grainy fucking footage. Yeah. Man. Uh So Again, we're talking about choices by the director to use what they
1: had to make a film. mm -hmm. And we've seen it in so many different hands now. Limited budget.
0: What are you doing with it? Yeah. and What can we do to stand stand apart?
1: Right. And not only did they stand apart, but they delivered, A, a full movie. They delivered on anything you'd really want from a movie, it kept your attention. I mean, I'm notorious for not being able to watch a whole movie. This was horrifying, and I had to look away. I had to fast forward, but I sat and watched it as a piece. And there's not a lot of movies that do that. And on the limited budget they did, just on the basis of that, I I'm, this is, I, I can see why it's a cult film. I can see why people are as um, virulent about it as they are. Yeah. Because sometimes I can see why the love, like, the, the, the community for Repo. Fucking Whoa. rabid. And they look... Sure. But yeah. it's, But I'm saying I don't understand it, but I can understand, you know, what they got out of this and the amount that they spent on it and the product that they ended up with.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. uh, shots like this, it's mm-hmm. so fucking dark. Mm-hmm. That, all right. So... We are shown Otis sitting in a chair, basically holding a woman on his lap mm-hmm. with one of her boobs out mm-hmm. and just basically in her pantyhose. Yep.
1: And we see it, it Henry pans, Lee
0: walk off. It pans over, because I think Henry's holding the camera, it right. pans over to a man, presumably her husband, with like a sheet over his head with blood on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we hear him moaning, or at least we see him moving or something, knowing that he is still alive. Right. So Otis is assaulting this woman, and a child walks in. Mm-hmm. Like a teenager. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: so we see Henry drop the camera, run over and grab this kid, wrestle him to the ground, and break his neck. Yep. Ah, uh, Yeah. Otis breaks the woman on his lap's neck mm-hmm. and then begins to sexually assault her. Mm-hmm. And again, all right, I can handle this part because it's stopped by Henry yelling, no, Otis, no! Right. Because due to his upbringing, Henry has a huge problem with sex. Mm-hmm. And the,
1: that comes up a little bit in the movie, too.
0: Yeah, uh, when Becky is sitting at the table with Henry... Earlier in the film, this is where uh, we also learn that Henry's a liar because she's talking about being assaulted by her father mm-hmm. throughout her entire teenage years. It's a rough fucking scene. Yeah. And she says, did you really kill your mama? And first he says that he stabbed her. Because mm-hmm. Otis has told her that he killed her with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Henry says he stabbed her. At the end of the story, he says he shot her. Mm-hmm. Because she was a whore who would make him watch while she had sex with dudes mm-hmm.
1: also pimped him out
0: yeah now that was the one it's...
1: actual murder that they got him on
0: yes um and i think
1: that's how he met otis for real
0: yeah I, I believe they did meet in prison when because all of that as far as like henry in the film as being a fictionalized character does line up with henry lee lucas mm-hmm. the actual figure so that's why Henry has such a big problem with sex so he stops Otis from assaulting this woman
1: and then makes way for another horrific scene where he uses the body as a puppet mm-hmm. starts talking with the mouth and moving the
0: limbs and it yeah, was just horrifying horrifying and again had they shot it in like the typical sense that they had done throughout the film in all the you know apartment scenes I don't think it would have come through as as effective mm-hmm. because they're showing it on the he- handheld. And then on you, the television.
1: It's washed out color. It doesn't have the realistic colors in there. It, it takes you... Yeah, you're right. It takes you away, but it also brings you in. Yes. And it's weird how it can do both at the same time, but it sure the fuck does.
0: Yes. It's alienating while making it almost more personal. Mm-hmm. It, it's fucking disturbing. Again, choices the director made. Like, man, I, I knew it was going to be hard to get some chuckles out of this movie because fuck, it's dark. Oh, yeah. So after we see the television and... We see it pause and start rewinding because Otis wants to watch it again because they're just sitting on their couch. Yep. Watching this tape of them murdering people. Over and over again. It's intimated.
1: Uh-huh. Like this is not the first time they've done this. Or Otis has.
0: Alright, so a bunch of other shit happens, and uh Henry comes home, Otis is passed out or something and he and oh uh becky says that she's leaving she's going back to go see her daughter again and ask henry to come with her
1: right because apparently her ex Uh, or soon to be or soon to be is in going to prison on a million dollar bond which i thought was a ridiculous amount i'm like the fuck did he do i think he killed somebody
0: yeah but a million dollar bond for for yeah. manslaughter and at this point uh, Becky's gotten a job she's working as a shampoo girl like mm-hmm. things are going alright but she decides to go home quits her job and says she's leaving tomorrow and asks Henry to come with her mm-hmm. he says I, I don't know which yeah. is a weird like oh man he's acting like a human because she has no idea what's going on
1: right not not only that but uh, the uh, entire movie is like I gotta keep moving I gotta keep moving I gotta keep moving you'd think this would be the perfect thing uh huh he would jump
0: at. Like, well, let's fucking go. Yep. So they go out and have a steak dinner. They talk about going out and having a steak dinner. They come mm-hmm. back. Otis is passed out watching the tape of them murdering people, and Henry has to quick shut it off. Mm-hmm. Becky tries to get intimate with him, mm-hmm. and he, again, Weirds declines. Out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, again, the uncomfortableness that Ricker portrayed. I mean, you just... You could see him yeah. just recoil at the very touch. Just everything about it just made him just, you got the spilkis. It was horrible.
0: Yeah, it, it, you're watching his brain. Mm-hmm. like Short circuit. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. It's like overloads. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the wiring goes wrong, and he, yeah, tenses up and backs away. Otis is standing in the doorway, mm-hmm. and Henry says, I got to go out and get some cigarettes. Now, interesting thing you know about this
1: scene. Go ahead. The guy behind the counter, yeah, he well, the actor behind the counter, he funded most of this movie. He, oh no, he, shit. Yeah, his name is Waleed something.
0: I forgot. Oh, uh, the Ali brothers, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: he was the guy at the register oh, when yeah. he went to go buy the two packs of cools. And when he was like, and this this killed me because I'm not a sports guy and give a fuck about sports. But if you live in Chicago, there's one line. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's
1: like, hey, you know how, how about them bears? And Henry Lee Lucas just turns around and says, fuck the bears. And I'm like, oh. Ooh, okay, yeah, I didn't think he was a bad guy before.
0: Yeah. But now. Dude, I remember going to Chicago once and it was like March or something and it was still cold and all I had was like a Red Wings coat. Man. Oh, you were wearing a Wings jacket. Man, I'd rather just be cold (laughs) because I'm sick of people fucking yelling at me. Like, Mm. I'm just trying to stay warm, you bastards. (laughs) I don't even give a fuck about sports. No, it was a coat that I got for free. Right but i would not
1: do that either
0: yeah it was like i had the same coat when i moved to denver too and the fucking avalanche fans yeah but like, they they man, couldn't have been used... as virulent oh yeah really yeah oh wow yeah people in colorado kind of suck well i can imagine <laughs> no, i've never really. been no so. not really but oh, okay. sports fans in general everywhere yeah shit bags
1: not a lot of fun
0: anyway so yeah henry goes out and buys two packs of cools for. it Three two sixty or something. God, I remember. I got so mad.
1: <laughs> I remember buying pen cigarettes for sixty five cents a pack because I'm ancient.
0: Yeah, it was real irritating. Yeah. Fuck you, nineteen eighty six.
1: Remember buying a carton when I was in the Navy for eight bucks. Oh
0: man, ah, uh, no I would, taxes. What I wouldn't give.
1: Well, you'd have to enlist or some shit. Probably not worth in, it. No,
0: nope. No. Not. I don't even think I'm eligible anymore. Probably not. I think I'm too old. I think you aged out a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a young man. Oh, no. All right, so here's the part that I didn't want to talk about. Uh, uh, Otis is raping his sister. But, mm-hmm. All right, so there you go. Um, Luckily, Henry walks in, sees it, and kicks the shit out of him. hmm But Otis gets the better of him, mm-hmm. gets him down on the ground, hits him with a fucking whiskey bottle. Just biffs the fuck out of him. Pretty good effect. Oh, yeah. I, I was looking
1: for dents because it looked like his gnome got dented.
0: Yeah, so uh, he's about to murder Henry. Becky stabs him right in the fucking eyeball with a uh, comb oh. handle.
1: <laughs> now, anybody from that era has owned a rat tail comb. <laughs> I have never in my life seen <laughs> metal.
0: Rat tail comb.
1: I had never seen a mat, red metal rat was, tail comb. I don't think it was metal. I think it was just gray plastic. It looked metal. But, I, oh, that would make it even better, though, if it was metal. Oh, I want to go to shop class again. I want to go back to high school, go to shop class and make a metal a no. metal
0: rat tooth go. You, you want to go back to high school? No. Do You, say, do you, you really want to do all this over again? No, not, fuck no. Not no. only no, but fuck uh-uh. no. But, I, but that I, would I be... I it. don't regret the past, really, but uh, I, I ain't
1: doing it again. But that would be one sweet-ass rat, rat tail comb,
0: though. Oh, man.
1: But just... Pops him right in the eye.
0: Shout out to my neighbor Brad and his fucking fantastic rat tail. He'll never oh. hear it, but whatever. Good on you, Brad. <laughs> uh, probably the worst effect in the film, though. Well, when he okay. gets stabbed in the eye.
1: Okay, now the the final thing where the thing was sticking out of his eye. I will grant you, it wasn't the best, but they didn't look. I couldn't see the cutaway. The way they did it. It looked like she really popped them in the eye. Now, the after effect, the gore effect, not so good, but the effect when she popped them one, I was like, oh, it made me jump about half a foot.
0: And uh, Henry kills the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. And with great fervor. Mm hmm. So, uh,. This is when I believe that Henry decides to go with Becky,
1: and Becky's not real thrilled about it at that point.
0: Nope, because mm-hmm. she has just watched him murder her brother. Granted, yeah, he was raping her, but uh, she witnessed a brutal murder, mm-hmm. and you didn't and took st- part in a brutal murder, actually. So, oh yeah.
1: yeah, she popped him in the head. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> so she's w- wigging on that, but she, now she's all freaking out. She's in a real pickle, <laughs> right? But now she's freaking out because she stabbed her brother. Right. Cut to Henry. He looks mad, but not insane. Not like, I'm going to kill somebody. Just like, oh, you fucker. Stab, 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 hit, hit, hit. He is
0: uh, pretty cool as a cucumber. He's about at 75 beats per minute right there. Afterwards telling her like, no, we got to go. Just collect some of your things. We got to go.
1: My, I know somebody was it who my aunt's got a horse ranch in San Bernardino
0: That is exactly it. I was trying to place it but yeah they're on the road and he says yeah my aunt has a ranch in San Bernardino we can hide out there for a few days and we could pet the rabbits George Yeah we can pet the rabbits <laughs> I mean
1: that's exactly it're oh, just man. shining her right the fuck on
0: All right should we talk about this last part? Uh, well, we have to, because it's there, and I mean, we uh, realistically we don't have to. It's no, our show; we can do I mean, whatever you, the you fuck
1: we want. Watch the movie, but I figure you, you've gone this far.
0: You ever seen Caligula? That's kind of how this is. Uh... <laughs> Just a bunch of Malcolm McDowell. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Man, he's come up a lot lately. Well, yeah, but is Malcolm motherfucking McDowell <laughs> triple well, M? What were you and I talking about that it'd be interesting to watch him do like not crazy things? Right, just
1: like make an omelet.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's like Malcolm McDowell at home being a normal dude. Like, man, look at him go! Wow, he made tea in a tea kettle. Fuck. <laughs> Shit, he didn't even swear or nothing. <laughs> I'm sure he did.
1: Maria, <laughs> stabbing happened.
0: Yeah. It was fucking weird. Wow. He didn't try and take over all the water on Earth or anything. It was crazy. Oh, Tank Girl. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I fucking love Tank Girl more yeah. than I should. Yeah. I,
0: I watched it not too long ago again.
1: Look, I, I started reading the comics when they came out, read them all mm. the way through, and they made the movie. And Man, and Laurie Petty. Fucking
0: love Lori Petty. Man, and the first time I saw that immediately, I forget which part it is. But uh, when they just slap on the Richard Hell song real quick. Oh, yes. Like, the uh, blank generation is like, oh, shit. <laughs> as soon as they, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, God. Man, I Could love tell. Richard Hell. I do, too. I do, too. Mm. All right. So I think we've avoided this for long enough. Yeah. Henry and Becky grab a hotel room, and she's she's running her fucking yapper. All the time. You know how them broads are. Yeah, fucking, you know, women. Women yeah. be talking. All the fucking time. And uh, apparently this really bugs the shit out of Henry. Yeah, because he doesn't talk a lot. Nah. Keeps to himself, mostly.
1: He's real quiet. Yes. He's a good neighbor. He kept to himself.
0: Yeah, never heard that anywhere yeah. before or after. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but then
1: they just, what, they cut to him shaving, which was chilling. Yeah. Just the straight razor. Just slowly shaving, just taking his time and then he looks calm and collected. You looks directly at the mirror. And of course that's that's the scene that's the that's the still you if you've seen the still, mm-hmm. that's the face. And in context, when you see that face, it chilled me. I knew it was gonna happen, but I still got the same goosebumps. It was just like <laughs> Yeah, it's oh. the Ah fuck moment. <laughs> yeah, that's just no. I didn't I, Becky's not coming.
0: <laughs> well she nope.
1: well she technically oh, did. Okay.
0: So <laughs> Henry leaves alone, mm-hmm. and for a brief second, you could possibly think, oh, he's just leaving in the night and abandoning her. Mm-hmm, like you do. But, uh, nah.
1: Uh, cut to him pulling off to the side of the a, a highway. Uh-huh. And you could, you okay, this is one shot you could tell that they wanted to do something else, but cars kept passing because <laughs> he, he stood in front of the license plate for a second while one car passed, another car passed, he was... And so he waited a couple seconds and finally pulls the suitcase out of, him. and mm-hmm. you, you can tell it, it's got some weight to it. Yep. And then he's walking up past, and he kind of tosses it over
0: in the ditch. It still gently boop. lays it down. Yep. Just boom. In a Pats fucking it. Fucking ditch. And you can see a little blood stain on it. Yep. It slowly pans in to blood and the sound of a car revving off into mm-hmm. the night or day. It yeah. wasn't even the night. And and again, they didn't use night as part of the dread. No.
1: And it wasn't that creeping dread, really. It was just this feeling of uncomfortableness.
0: In, in your goddamn face brutality with no mask or veneer or... Uh, I guess there was not even simplifying. No. These fucking... It was just in your face. Here's what it is. Because the one thing you learn, even if you The you've, only one that was even sort of a horror movie kill was The Fence.
1: Yeah, with it, and it was like a nod to the 80s, basically. Yes. But everything <sighs> else... Welcome to prime
0: time, bitch. It's so fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, We skipped over the lady that he murders that he had followed from the mall.
1: Oh, that's Right.
0: Because uh, it's it's not really a thing that happens. It, right. It's not even a plot point.
1: No, it's just a, another random killing. It he shows follows
0: a lady home from the mall, and then he walks up with his sprayer from this job that he had on you know a day or two or whatever, however much time has passed. And then it just shows a woman sitting in front of a TV and does like a one eighty track around the room to show her just dead in front of her television.
1: And again, the, the the economy of a set piece instead of showing the whole brutality because my brain's filling it in. My brain is, oh my God, he did this mm-hmm. thing. So whatever I'm going to come up with is going to, even though that brutality is what it is, whatever I'm filling in, <coughs> because I've already
0: got that feeling of uncomfortableness, is going to be even 10 times worse. And here's what I think makes this movie so effective. You can watch this movie kind of, I don't want to say in passing, but you know, you can be on your phone doing whatever and it'll still shock the living shit out mm. of you. This movie demands your attention though. But yeah, but if you actively watch this film, it is far more terrifying. Mm-hmm. And that's what like that's one of those things that like we've talked about movies that it might they might seem slow burn or kind of boring, but I get really into the minutia of it because mm-hmm. not a lot happens right. in this film.
1: Well, you think even in the dialogue, not a lot. The dialogue isn't to further anything. The dialogue is to develop the character. It's
0: pretty sparse, but yeah. it's horrifying. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it is, and and I defy. I, I the one movie I would, or the the one person I would suggest this movie. I know some people that are horror movie freaks, and and I get it. Now I get it. But they talk about the gore and the kills and the, the you know all of that stuff, and they're really into it. I would like them to see this movie once to to think about the violence that is becoming stylized. Yeah, this is what it is, and this is what you're watching and enjoying. So know that the two came from the same source. Yeah, you know, because we can forget
0: with that stylization. Yeah, because there. I mean, at this same time, you know, we had uh, like the Friday the Thirteenth kind of winding down into being insane, Mm -hmm. and you know, there is no point in this film where I went, oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. There was no kill where you get excited and you're like, oh, that was bitching. At no time were you rooting
1: for the bad guy. And they made no attempts. And oh, that was an excellent choice because a lot of times you're looking for, like actors will look for something to make them appealing as a human being or something to show that they're a genuine human. They didn't fucking do that.
0: Well, I mean, to show that they were a genuine human, they did. Like, they went to work and they showed them in the outside world, mm-hmm. but they never... Like, Henry did a shit job that he didn't know if he was going to be working. And they didn't... It's an itinerant Otis, job, too. Otis worked at a fucking gas station.
1: Right, and again, they were itinerant, basically itinerant job. I can go out and it's like one step up from day labor. hmm So they can go tomorrow. They don't have to show up. They can show up. They're paid cash. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ugh. Yeah, man. Whew. What an effective film. This movie
1: <laughs> um, does what it says and says what it does and there you go. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I would not... This is not a casual... I would not recommend this movie to a casual moviegoer.
0: Uh, no. No, but if I know somebody's really into movies... You know who... I think w- would really benefit from seeing this movie is all the people who listen to like true crime podcasts. Yeah. I, we should make Hoople watch. This. Oh my God. Cause I know she likes to listen to stuff. Murder like, of the week. Yeah. I don't know. All right. We don't need to just sit here and talk about Hoople, but yeah, like no, she'll come back and talk shit to us. It's good. But like, yeah, true crime fans, you know, you can listen to shit about Henry Lee Lucas and be like, man, he was fucked up. And I don't know if any of these, again, are based on like accurate portrayals. I, I didn't dig that far. I was going to say, I could probably I don't look know. into it. Yeah. I really don't want to know. Because, honestly, at the core of it, it is kind of gross to make this movie. But also, I mean, it's effective in what it does. Mm. It'll make you afraid of your neighbor. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Just when you thought you were feeling good about humanity, again, you watch this movie, and yeah. you are triple-checking everything.
0: And again, it's the lack of fantasticalness, just the Zero. Just the straight-on, blunt-force
1: brutality of it. There, there was no counterpoint of humor. There was no anything. It was what it was. And it, it kind of harkens back to, if you think about, like, 70s films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had that feel, but it had more of an 80s sensibility. But it still had that that kind of feel to it like you'd see in a seven ups or a you know just like if somebody gets hit their fucking nose breaks and the nose is broken through the whole thing and it affects people yeah and and this movie gave me that too which was kind of neat to have two different types of cinema that work together like
0: that so I I, alright the only thing I will say about the filmmaking it looked like this was supposed to be made for TV because some of the edits were real bad yeah real hard edits (laughs) (laughs) fade out fade in (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you did mention that they were doing that in somebody's living room, so... Yes. <laughs> so, I'm, I, they're lucky they got what they got.
0: Yeah. O- overall, though, I mean... If, if you like violence, you'll <laughs> love Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Mm,
1: and if you really enjoy being disturbed for and uneasy for quite a long while, watch this. But it is an experience.
0: And, and I think that, yeah, you just hit on the point that really makes this movie as effective as it is there is not a hint of humor Mm-mm. none of this is funny nope even wh- when the characters are laughing it's a, an uneasy situation yeah, it's like you just said that
1: that is creepy yeah. no just You're no a
0: fucking monster mm-hmm. <laughs> all yeah. right let's let's wrap this up indeed it's, whew, what a movie wow uh, James, what have we got to plug? Not anything this we, week. We have a face, but we should do the things. We have oh, a yeah. Facebook group, Instagram page. That's uh, right. I'm on Twitter somewhere. I don't know how, but yeah, yeah. I'm there. I don't use it, but you don't can, know how to access it. Yeah, you can yell at me if you want. <laughs> we'll enjoy the fact that it's in the ether. Uh, um, la, 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 if you're we... actively, if you've
1: got any questions, you can throw it on the Facebook, uh, the Facebook page.
0: Or you can email us at horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. We've got an email? Yes, we. I've plugged it before. I always forget about it. But yeah, if there's any reason that you would like to get a hold of us, mm-hmm. you can find us around. Yell uh, at us. Call <laughs> us sexist pigs or whatever. Except for you, Morris. Fuck you, Morris. Yeah, fuck off, Morris. Son of a bitch. Canadian bastard. Yeah, I mean, pretty much the whole nation of Canada. But he's got the French thing going too. Ah, oh, gross. I know. Yeah. Uh. All right, I, man. I'm out of steam. Me too. All right. Uh. Bye, everyone. Good night. We'll be back. Probably. Oh yeah. All right.